It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that, quite frankly, is not sure if it has a guest this week. We'll find out later in the podcast. Actually, we'll find out maybe tomorrow if we actually have a guest. You'll find out later. We'll find out tomorrow. It is what it is. It's myself, Taylor Smythe, Banks, and RDT back for another week. Guys, great to be with you. I think we got to get one Orioles thing out of the way here, and it's the guy we talk about every week. It's Cedric Mullins. He might be the best player in the entire sport right now, RDT. We'll talk Ravens. We'll talk Cedric. Uh, we'll talk a bunch of other things. Maybe have a guess. But let's get to Cedric first. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Whoa. How about this? He may be the best player on the team, but he wasn't even the AL player of the week. It was Ryan yeah, Mountcastle, AL player yeah. of the week. It's crazy because, again, Mullins had the – I think he got on base 11 straight times. I know he went – he had nine hits in a row, um, which I think 10 would have tied the Orioles record. But, yeah, like – I mean, Mullins, he's doing it with the bat. He's doing it with the uh, with the glove. He's making some unreal diving catches. But, yeah, like Mullins, I'm reading Rock's article right now. He reached base 11 consecutive plate appearances. He was <laughs> – his batting average last week was 542. He had 13 hits, a 607 OPS, three home runs uh, over his last two games, too. Um, his average is up to 322. It, it was – obviously, he was up over 400 for a while. Dipped back down. Uh, he had a rough May. I think he only batted like 250. But um, 322, he's back and first with hits. And, like, I, I, I feel like at, at one point I was kind of waiting for the come down. I was like, oh, you know, this is a nice April. It's, I don't think it's going to be able to last the whole year. And then, again, he dipped in, in May. But, I mean, he, this guy, I think now he deserves to be in Colorado for the All-Star game. I, I think he's no, one no of the question. best outfielders in baseball right now. And, and, I mean, I know they said, I think, what, 2016 was the last time the Orioles got more than one representative. But this year, I mean, you're looking at it could be – you could get Mancini, you could get Means, you could get Mullins, the, M- the MMM boys. Um it would be awesome to see any of those guys there. It would be awesome to see all of them. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, that man, is... we got a mute situation. Uh, yeah, I don't oh, think yeah. we've you had muted. that happen the entire podcast, which is amazing. Which is crazy. Considering we're doing this on Zoom every time, and everyone has been in Zoom meetings, and they've done, you know, the, the, the mess-up mute. And there it was. I, think I, did the I, he, he, I thought there he was doing was. the Garrett Cole. I thought he was Where like everyone in the meetings. Everyone in the meetings, like someone's not sure whether to say, oh, you're muted. You don't like want to call him out, but everyone's like laughing at the person. But it's tough. Man, it's I'm tough. sure you made a great I'm point. I'm not the only one who's made a seconds. mistake in the Zoom in the last four minutes, but it's fine. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Whatever. Easier when My they bad. come Hand off air than on air. My bad. I didn't want to cough in, in the mic while, while Eric was. Waxing poetic about Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins, yeah, he should definitely be in the All Star game. We should be the conversation should be whether he should be starting. I mean, his his wins above replacement is is right there, like the top five in all of baseball. So when it comes to outfielders, it, it would make total sense for him to be in that position. So um, and and you have to think like Trey Mancini's earning it with the RBIs in his own right, but you add in the sentimentality of things. If you're voting for any other first baseman in the American League, like I just I just think you're you're just a bad person. That's what I think. You're just a bad person. It's got to be Trey. I know you're a bad person. Yeah, you're just a bad person. You got to vote for Trey. Trey should be starting. I mean, they should have put him on the mound if he wants to be on the mound. I want to see him in the home run derby. Yeah, I think he could hit some taters up in Colorado, which would be That would be a really – honestly, if Major League Baseball was smart, they would do that. They would put him in the the home run derby. Because not only – He's earning it. He's earning it with the statistics. He's 
has history of being able to hit home runs. And it's an incredible story. I mean, it's a tremendous story for them to sell before that event, for them to sell in the event. And that's what you're trying to do. At a night like that, the Home Run Derby should be all about creating stars. And that's what that event should be, creating stars, defining stars, you know, getting them to the next level no matter where they are. Um, yeah. And that, that would be an awesome, awesome thing for them to do there. Yeah, I, I'd love that. And I, So I was talking with John Means' wife, too, Caroline, about doing something, starting some, like, vote for Trey campaign where like we can give away stuff or like you show me your ballot stuffed with Trey votes. I think you can vote like five times a day, something like that. But regardless, you should be voting for Trey because again, he was robbed in 2019. We know what happened in 2020, 2021. And like you said, it's not just, not just the story why he should be there. He should be there because he's one of the best players in the American league right now. Yeah. His issue starting his issue with American league first baseman right now in terms of getting a starting spot is Mr. Guerrero. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully he can, he can get a spot, uh, as a reserve and and hopefully Mullins can, the the issue is the team hasn't been good and it's just going to be tough for anybody. That's not an Orioles fan. that's not paying attention to vote for an Oriole. And that's, that's, you know, to become a starter now, then you, then you, you hope it comes into the other thing is, is the MLB only still do where you have to go fill out the ballot? They don't do the NBA style where you can just hashtag the hell out of people and just do it that way. They don't do it that I, way, right? No, no. But I know if you do, if you like look up Cedric Mullins on Google, I think it literally pops up with a button that's like vote for all star kids. So yeah, they haven't done the social media. They don't do the social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They can't do Twitter. That's way too like mainstream. They're still working on Google. Yeah, so, I'm sure uh, that. Yeah, I'm sure they're trying to get the highlights. In twenty in twenty fifty five. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll have it on Twitter on that platform. Yeah. But I mean, it would be a, awesome. It would be awesome to see any of those guys there, let alone all three. What an incredibly weird last week. Last week we were talking about the Orioles just descending into absolute nothingness and being terrible to watch. And now <laughs> they're about to beat the Mets. They're about to have won uh, what, five, out of, five out of their last six and have, you know, maybe the most exciting player in baseball over the weekend was was Mullins and that, that run was getting national attention which is just, it's just the whole thing is very bizarre he's like and 11 also, for his last 13 they've also scored 27 runs in their last 16 innings so like they're like they won 18 to 5 on Sunday um and then they're yeah like I said they're up 9 to 2 right now in the bottom of the seventh against the Mets yeah blowing the, blowing the doors off the first place Mets um they're, they're hitting the boy the boys are hitting yeah yeah. I mean, every time I think, you know, we're going to have to have the conversation where it's like, hey, maybe we, you know, just pop the Orioles talk, <laughs> pop the Orioles talk away. And they just keep doing something where they bring us back in. There's a and they deserve it, and deservedly we, so. And deservedly so. There's a hurdle before we get to that point where it's like, is it worth talking about Brandon Hyde's job? Probably not. And then we just kind of flush that conversation away. And then we just say, all right wins football season yeah but by hey, the way keep it rolling here i did i tweeted this out i think on sunday the night that i went out with with some of the guys on the orioles banks you were there it's i think it's very hazy for you it's definitely very you, hazy you're doing for Kyle. like a little thing here yeah a little bit <laughs> you know, definitely cedric, a mullins, cedric mullins told me that dan duquette didn't know his name this did, flat out did not know his name. He would call him a different name. And Cedric was like, that's, that's not my name. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. 
And he was like, he never <laughs> called me Cedric. Just didn't call. I don't. I can't, I can't remember what name he said, but it wasn't even close to Cedric. Like that's uh, what's the guy with the uh, the Washington football team calling the quarterback Kirk Cousins? Who was it? Uh, was know. Bruce Allen? Bruce, yeah, Bruce Allen. He yeah. called him oh, Kirk, yeah, yeah, Kirk yeah. Cousins said, multiple Kurt, times. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's not your 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 up and coming outfield prospect. That's your starting quarterback. <laughs> that's your starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah. That was like in the news every day. What like with the contract thing? Yeah, that's right. But no, it's it's pretty funny that the the fact that like again, I mean, even I know they talked about him on starting nine today. He's like a twelfth round draft pick. So again, he's not, you know, he's not no number one overall. But like twelfth round draft, like you should probably know your guy's name. Yeah, that's that's that reminds me of the the Zlatan Ibrahimovic story that came out a couple weeks ago of him calling his teammate Kevin just straight to his face. And his teammate's like, "No, <laughs> and like, David no. Ortiz not knowing." I'm Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I'm I'm saying I'm saying what your name is. Um, you said move on to football season. We do a football talk. There's football talk to be had. Uh, Ravens practicing right now. Media's there. You're tweeting about Lamar Jackson missing practice, then he's coming back to practice. We got we got, we got uh Gus Siren, we got sirens flashing here. Wearing down uh wearing down uh in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beer in Baltimore City. Um <laughs> that was what a what a what, it didn't a wake play. you up on on Sunday. It did not wake me up on Sunday. <laughs> we had a <laughs> with a mute button controversy. Now we got sirens flying down here during the pod. Yeah, me asleep on Sunday. Uh Gus Edwards to your extension. Some stuff coming out of there, you know, the interesting deal with with the offensive linemen, some interesting stuff coming out of Ravens camps, Banks. Yeah, the the extension is is awesome because it always felt like Gus was going to be kind of like the odd man out when it came to the running backs. We didn't know how long Ingram was gonna was gonna last, and then he kind of fizzled pretty quick, and they let him go as they should. And then J.K. Dobbins was always going to be the running back of the future, and with the way they draft running backs, it just seemed like. Gus was going to be a guy that they either traded, probably not traded, but just wrote out the contract, let him walk, then get the compensation pick down the line. Um, it goes to show how much they're dedicated to like having two like workhorse running backs who, who can complement the Lamar Jackson running side of things. Um, Cause I mean, everyone knows they're running the football more than any team in, in the game. And uh, they're just kind of continuing to double down with it, both with the way that they're, they're signing multiple running backs, they're signing uh, offensive linemen that are, that are more focused on, on run blocking and, and kind of more built to those types of things. So um, it's good to see him back. And I think the deal is super affordable with two years, 10, 10 million. Like that's, that's a steal. He's, he's one of the best running backs in football and people don't really talk about it. So um, it's great to see him back. He's, he's a great fit a lot of power and these two guys are really working hard at their pass catching. I mean, the photo we saw JK Dobbins at the, the team account put up today of him just mossing a corner. I think that it was, was sick. it was, uh, I think it was Harrison actually um, Malik Harrison, but I couldn't believe that picture. It looked Photoshop. I mean, he was, it looked like a 45 inch vertical. It was unbelievable. So um, yeah, there's, there's practice going on. The guys are cooking. The vibes are, are pretty high. Uh, Mark Andrews said some cool things about um, his love for Baltimore and his, his want to be here for the rest of his career. So that's, that's, it's, it's exciting stuff. Yeah. The Andrews stuff was really, really cool. And it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of guys at this point. Maybe it speaks to Baltimore that come here and don't want to stay here long-term for the most part. Um, there just seems to be a connection that the guys make with the fan base in the city. 
Um, and it's great to see Mark Andrews say that'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. When we went into the off season, we talked about Andrews and when they would extend them. And I think at this point, Lamar Jackson is sort of, you know, what they have to wait for to then do everything else um, and yeah. see like what that money ends up being. Um, I think the Juwan James <laughs> deal is really interesting and the way they structured it. And you just kind of never know if he recovers quick, maybe you get him back this year. I think it's a smart move and one that I don't know who James is or James's agent is, but it's something that endears you probably to, um, to, to players because yeah. that, I mean, they are just taking a guy that can't play this year. Probably it was, it was forward thinking like yeah. for it's, Hey, we've got this grievance that's going on with the league. Those things usually take forever. It's very much one of those things where while grievance is ongoing, it's teams almost are afraid to touch you. Like it's, it's a weird thing. And it felt like his agent was very proactive. And uh, I just, I don't know this for sure, but it just, it, I get the vibe that this is a player that Eric DaCosta in the front office had had their eyeball on for, for a while, um, maybe through the draft evaluation process, maybe from playing against him, whatever. But um, it wouldn't seem like the Ravens would go out of their way to make a move like this unless they really like the player. So I think that speaks a lot of positives. And it, 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 it speaks to their investment in the long-term status of that right tackle position. Yeah, and there's, and there's no pressure on him. Obviously, yeah. to play this year because they you signed Villanueva to f- fill the stop gap there. You have, you know, Ronnie Stanley on the other side coming back from injury. But as you said, he's t- James is twenty nine right now, um, and it's a two year deal worth nine million. So you hope that you know he can come back. You know, they're just hedging a lot of bets here. Harbaugh came out and said that he thinks he might be able to play at the end of the year. That's a, a very a aggressive timeline for an Achilles injury. I think I think Terrell Suggs came back in a similar timeline. Um, I feel like it's a little bit different with a guy even that's you know as big as T. was to a guy that's like 320 pounds. I just you know it's an Achilles yeah. injury. It's just such a t- and it's one you just don't know. Some guys recover from it great, and it some you kill. It doesn't really kill guys' careers much anymore, but it can really really damage your ability to do anything. So yeah, um, yeah, thought it was an interesting deal. They signed Michael Schofield as well. Um, sort of like a guard tackle from the, from Carolina. So adding some veteran. Michael Schofield is also the name of the guy in prison break, which was my uh, pick last. Mm. 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 Tying cool. it all in. Yeah, that is that does tie it all. Yeah. Um, does so, bring it together a little bit. So they've, they've got him as well. But it, it, it's been interesting to you know you. I think you or the somebody. I can't remember if you put it out on your Twitter if it came from our from our XV2 account from our intern. Eric DaCosta just sort of started doing stuff this week. Like we hadn't, there were no really Ravens transactions for since the draft. And then things just started happening. I think he's out of town too. I think his kid was graduating from college and he was doing that whole thing today. So um, we own a deal doing his thing. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. So um, the one thing of course, that is kind of hanging out there is a Lamar Jackson contract. Um, and I want to, I want to talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson and, like the past couple weeks, couple months. I want to make sure I say this right. And so I'm not misconstrued on this whole thing based on a few things I've heard, a few things other people have said and alluded to that hold a little more truth. And the fact that I think the mainstream media usually globs onto these things and runs with them and they haven't this year. And which I find really interesting. Mainstream media. Woo. Woo. Yeah. 
Um, I, I don't want – yeah. The organization is, is a little bit concerned about who Lamar Jackson is hanging out with. They've done some due, dil- uh, due diligence is not the right word. They started some contract negotiations with, with him down in Florida, but they also wanted to just kind of have a conversation with him about who he's hanging out with. Uh, certain rappers, uh, you know, I think have been in legal trouble and had some issues. I think they're a little bit concerned. Um, and I'm hearing some things that he's maybe not as focused as he needs to be, according to people just in the building. And he was absent from practice yesterday and nobody really noticed if you really look at all the social media postings and all that stuff he's not there but tyler huntley's taking snaps trace mcsorley's taking snaps lamar jackson's not there lamar jackson is out of town because it was his cousin's birthday or something now these are voluntary workouts it's his right to go off and do what he's do as he pleases but at the same time i feel like at the quarterback position when you've got some young players these rookies uh, especially rookies that are are invested in on kind of Lamar's behalf, these new receivers, these offensive linemen, what have you. I would like to see my quarterback a little more invested and a little more present in the whole scenario. And this is kind of a new thing because Lamar Jackson, the entire narrative for three years – Everything I've heard both behind closed doors and in the public media, all those things, is he is all about football. He's all in. He's always just thinking about football. He's a homebody. He's got – and these things are all, I think, at heart. I think they're true. But at, at the current moment, it seems as though he doesn't have his eye on the ball to the level in which you would like a franchise quarterback to have it. So that's just what I'm hearing from inside the building. I don't want to ruffle feathers. I don't want to start things and make things more than they need to be. But this is at least, and I may be the first person really saying some of these things publicly, but there are some quiet concerns, I think, just in terms of like, hey, we like, we'd like to rein this in a little bit, or we like to like kind of, kind of get back. I don't know. who's no one's saying anybody's off track but i think you get what i'm saying like after a multitude of tough playoff losses we'd like to see things a little different i think is is kind of the thought process from a few people in the organization do you think that affects the contract negotiations they're having i don't know if it's a result of contract negotiations maybe or i don't know i i really can't say i don't have facts on any of that stuff um, I don't, I wouldn't imagine that it would change the, the organization's outlook on what they're going to do. I think that their ears are just a little perked up is all. I think that, and I don't think this is out of, out of turn to say, anytime you're going to give someone hundreds of millions of dollars, you're going to do a little bit more to figure out if you want to give them hundreds of millions of dollars. So, sure. And, and I don't want to get this misconstrued because I, Lamar is is a superstar athlete. He's young. He should be able to enjoy the spoils of all the success. And, and as you said, by all I accounts, has to. been a model citizen. Model citizen since his time here. Awesome so dude. I'm awesome teammates. Le- all the right It would things. be legitimately the first time that this has ever been a concern, at least in the public eye or right. seemingly privately, because everything that you hear from teammates, and you can see I'm hesitant to even talk about this. Sure. Yeah. No. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting, and 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 maybe it's just a very like drop in the bucket situation of course because, and again yeah. it's june it's early june he has every right to enjoy i mean they're voluntary workouts 
he has every right to enjoy himself and do some things. Our friend Aaron Rodgers isn't, isn't even at the Packers. Right, right. There, yeah, there's quarterbacks. They earn their keep and they get to levels where they can blow off everything. I mean, Roger Clemens can just show up in June, like types of things. But Lamar Jackson, maybe not at that level yet. I don't want to sound too much like a like a hot take artist that's just like, you know, hammering hammering the young athlete or whatever because that's not my objective at all. It's just there are some very early signs of just like we I don't know. I don't know. I I just it's I'm not concerned personally, but these are things that I'm hearing and I I want them to not be things that I hear. <laughs> Fair. We'll leave it at that. Lamar Jackson was at practice today. So that was good. Was and a very cool back. visor. Very cool visor. Very cool visor. Yeah. Um, and he uh he he looked tremendous in that visor. And I believe he liked your tweet. He did. Yeah. Uh pays to tag people in tweets, it turns out. Yeah. Because then it gets yeah. in front of them. Lamar yeah. is a very interesting Twitter liker and like quote tweeter. He will come out of nowhere with like he will quote people and I'm just like, Yeah. All right. So he's he's clearly running his own social media because he he just kind of like he definitely just puts his phone on and just is like oh I like that like the rest of us do Lamar he's just like us he's just like us um, as you said to just highlight what you said at the beginning great to have Gus, get Gus Edwards the story that he showed of you know from Liberia and 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 yeah. you know bounced between two colleges and undrafted and those are the stories you love I mean that is a tremendous success story for that guy to do that and as you said it was never clear whether he was going to get it's so tough for running backs it was never clear whether he was going to get the deal here and even if he never gets it here he could be in free agency and not get anything really either yeah so i think he was going to get paid something and i think he took yeah. a little bit of a uh, discount in order to be assured something here yeah. and that was a win-win for both sides so good for him man that that's that's just really really cool and he he deserves he deserves all of what he gets. And I think that it seems like him and JK Dobbins based on the public comments are very on the same page about what they want to accomplish. And for two guys that are obviously going to be in a timeshare um, that's nice that I think those guys are, are kind of doing uh, or excuse me, being on the same page um, about what they're trying to do. So that's, that's our Ravens talk. Um, and I'm interested to see where, you know, everything develops towards training camp with both the Lamar extension and the other guys that they may have to, may have to give money out to. So um, this is where we may have an interview. We may, we don't know. We are, have some things in the works. We're recording this part on a Tuesday. This is just tremendous production by the three of us. Or we're just going to give you a mystery. You may get me introducing a guest after this break. You may get it. You may also get us just coming back and doing the starting five draft presented by Fed thrill. So, but, Either of those things could happen after I stop talking. What happens? <laughs> future Taylor knows, future Banks knows, and future RDT knows, but current versions of us do not. So with that said, this could be a guest. This could not be a guest. We'll see you right back here on the x 2 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Something magic happens. We're, we're back on the Exit 52 podcast with Virginia pitcher Stephen Schock. Stephen, you've had a ridiculous uh, last few days here. Can you just summarize it for us? What has this been like for you to uh, to turn into an internet superstar? Uh, it's really weird because, you know, I wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary for me. I was just kind of doing what I always do. And it just kind of so happened that there was a camera on me. And 
someone was brave enough to watch me punch myself in the head for about 20 minutes straight. And then <laughs> they, we're going to, we're going to throw that guy on live television right now. And, you know, it was just a matter of me talking like I usually talk and somehow getting, getting words out that people like, because as you can see right now, I'm not that great at talking. <laughs> when did you realize that it had like gotten kind of crazy? Like when on Twitter, or on social media, we're like, all right, this has kind of gone beyond me, like playing in a regional. Um, so I was just kind of on my phone that night and I saw like a couple of my friends had sent me a tweet typically like when i'm gone on baseball i'm usually just doing random stuff like playing ps4 in my hotel room and so i was kind of locked in on mlb the show i had a nail biter game that you know i i ran away with it at the end there which was really good but i couldn't really check my phone and then i looked at it and i was like okay like five of my friends sent me the same link so either this is really funny or it's or or i did something bad <laughs> and i was like there's just a ton of a ton of likes on it and a ton of views and then you know i think i had 1300 followers on twitter and at that point i had gotten up to 3000 and i was like okay this is this is weird i'm i'm gonna definitely try to squeeze some free dipping dots out of this <laughs> now my, my next question has dipping dots reached out in any way obviously you can't do anything being a student athlete but there, you know, once graduation is done, is there, is there anything in the future with the dip and dot sponsorship? Yeah. So, um, I actually got a message on Instagram from their CEO, <laughs> <laughs> which was absolutely bonkers to me. Like it was just a random DM and like, I'm Googling this guy seeing if, you know, if this is real or if it's like that stranger danger thing I learned about, like, I don't know, 30 years ago when I was in second grade. And it checked out, and he was like, we'd love for you to come to the headquarters and give you a tour eventually, of course, once, you know, your amateurism is no longer and, like, it's in compliance with the rules of the NCAA. And I was like, okay, yeah. Because I, I have zero clue how dipping Dots are made, and it's something that I, I lose sleep over this stuff. Because <laughs> I sit there thinking, how do they pack so much into those little, little dipping Dots? And so I'm, I'm absolutely fueled up. The guy said my girlfriend can come and she likes me too, which I forgot to mention in the post-game interview. So <laughs> dropping that in here now, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm very excited. That was like one of the craziest things. I think the craziest part of it all was big cat retweeting me or tweeting out a video of me. Cause that like, I'm a college guy. I like barstool. Obviously. <laughs> and I was fired off about that just seeing it and I was like I, I can't even believe that I was on their Twitter page like the article that Eric did was obviously sick and I lost my mind over that and then the retweet of videos it, it was just nuts it was just nuts you raise a great was, point oh, sorry you raise a great no, point no, no, you go, the you dip go, you dots go. thing I've been thinking about that for a while and now you've got my head's kind of spinning about that um, you got a direct line to the king over there, the Dippin' Dots king. Does he have any foresight in terms of like when the future arrives, or is it just going to be the ice cream of the future forever? Or oh, like it's we've been on this timeline for like 20 years now. It's gotta be it's gotta move along at some point. I woke up this morning thinking about this actually. Because <laughs> that's not even like a for goof or anything like that. That's a hundred percent for serious. 
I have no clue when the future is because I mean, the ice cream of the future, that's a sick slogan. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but when I'm eating ice cream, I want to think, damn, this is what the astronauts are doing. This, this is the next level shit. But I think it becomes the ice cream of the present when other companies are able to capture what Dippin' Dots captures. And this is a big problem in the ice cream market right now because I don't think that that line's ever going to be called. I, I don't think it's something that can be done. You know, I mentioned in an interview, the prices of Dippin' Dots are rising. And I think that's because Scott Fisher, the CEO, he, he sees this. He sees what he's got. He knows that he's from the future. That's a he tremendous knows. privilege for you to be led into that world then. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like, like I want to share the experience with people. Obviously, I have new Twitter followers that I feel like you know, if they like me just because I talked about Dippin' Dots once, I'll probably have to talk about it, you know, twice <laughs> more time. But I'm scared, like, that I'll go and get let in on the inner mechanisms of what is a Dippin' Dot. And if I leak that or something happens, like, the CIA is going to get me, you know? <laughs> this is great. This is so perfect. This, uh, this is the best. This is the best. <laughs> Steven, you, you, to take it to baseball, Eric was telling me you were going to do anything you could to pitch for UVA. Like you went to App State, you went to UMBC and you got all the way to Virginia and then, you know, just led them, you know, to a super regional and you guys are still playing to have a chance to, to go to Omaha. How did you get to this point? Like you are, you are, you, you want to play college. You said to him, you wanted to play college baseball forever. There's really not many better things than college baseball. So describe your experience from going and starting at App State to achieving your dream like that. And that doesn't happen to many people, especially in something competitive as this. I mean, starting off getting here, I would say not to knock against you. I didn't lead this team. I just pitched the innings when the other team <laughs> got to do weird things. <laughs> so I that up. But it, it's been a weird path. I think I'm the first journeyman in college baseball, which <laughs> that was possible. So out of high school, I, I had a really good senior year of high school, but I only had one offer, and it was uh, to App State. And I was like, all right, I'll hammer that. Sure, go to the mountains for a little bit, see what they're about. And I got there, and I really liked it, but my coach ended up getting fired, and I was like, all right, well, might as well find somewhere closer to home because I don't want to, like, you know, just have a random stranger come in and be my coach. Like, I want to know who I'm committing to and stuff. And so I went to a practice at UMBC and met with the head coach, who was Bob Muma at the time. And the dude was just like, it was a practice unlike I had ever seen before. He was just out there playing baseball. Like it wasn't like we got to do this, this and that. No, if you do this wrong, you're going to go run. He was like, it's just have fun. This is just, it's just a damn game. And I was like, you know what? Hammer that. I, I want, I want to be there. And so I got to UMBC and, you know, it was a lot of fun and it was a good place to develop, but I wanted to, you know, face the best competition that I could. And I ended up playing in Cape Cod over the summer after playing for the Bethesda Big Train, mm. which always rep train. Shout out uh, to the Big Train. I went to Big Train camp for a couple of years. It's crazy to me to think. I went to those camps and I looked at these guys like they were gods. <laughs> and then just a drunk college kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, shout out to Rick Davis of the Big Train. He was the man. But uh, 
going there and then having a good summer there. I got into the Cape Cod League and ultimately had a really good year up there. And I was like, well, I faced the best in Cape Cod League. I want to face the best in college baseball if, you know, I'm not going to get picked up or get the opportunity to face the best guys that I already faced in the Cape that are in the minors. And so I was like, you know what, I've always wanted to go to UVA. And I told my coach I wanted to transfer and he pretty much said, okay, I'll put your name in the transfer portal. Just we don't want you to go in somewhere where you like aren't going to be used or you aren't going to be playing good baseball. So we just want you to go to the ACC or SEC or one of the bigger conferences. And I was like, all right, perfect. So he really helped me out with that. And then, you know, I met with Coach Oak and he was just his like explaining to me he doesn't really care what sort of weird stuff I do out there. As long as I get the job done, I can do it. So that was a pretty good contract in my mind of what I can do and what I can't do. So I was just like, yeah, we're going to do that. That sounds like perfect fit. So I got really lucky. You, you talked about the coach letting you do, you know, letting you do kind of whatever you want to do. The first time you tossed your glove a hundred yards after a win, what number one, what was going through your head? Were you like, again, terrified? I don't, did you start it at Virginia? Did this start in high school? Like, was it, uh, a summer ball thing like I personally would be terrified of just the <laughs> the repercussions of like oh my god I threw my glove after a win I'm gonna get eaten alive by my coach so um the first time I ever did it was with the Bethesda big train we were taking home a championship I know no big deal whatever but uh, <laughs> the last out of the game I was covering first on a PFP or a ground ball to first base and Whatever kid was running down the line, I guess he thought, you know, oh, this pitcher doesn't have strong wrists. Little did he know. I had stronger. And he tried to hit my glove. And I didn't take it too kindly. Um, I was pretty upset about it. And I figured instead of, you know, hitting the kid or getting mad at him, I'd just throw my glove and just kind of, you know, flex on them that we're champions right now. And they are. So I did that. <laughs> and and then coming into UMBC, at first I was a little hesitant. Um, I registered in my first year there, so I just hung around the team and worked out with them. So everybody got to know, like, that I was a little bit weird, I guess would be the best way to describe it. And then our first game was against Penn State. And a lot of people didn't expect us to be good, and we went out there and won it, and I was fired up. It was a 3-2 lead, and – I just started launching it, and I was pretty hesitant every time I did it at each new school and each new place. I never did it in the Cape because I was a setup guy there, which <laughs> can't do it in I the eighth inning. Eighth inning would be sweet. Eighth inning, the eighth <laughs> inning glove toss would be. You look like dumb idiot launching that thing in the step, walking, and then having it. to walk back out and go pick it up and go into the dugout. Yeah, it's like I'm bringing the guy who throws harder than me, so I'll be seeing you guys. And that's my glove, by the way. I'm gonna go get that. <laughs> but uh, I just kind of always stuck with it. And Coach Oak down here, uh, I talked with him about it because we do an Orange and Blue World Series my first fall, and I closed out each game. And there it's just you versus your teammates, so it's obviously fun to just mess around and do things like that. And I did it. It was like phone that the mouth. I think he liked it. I thought I was going to get yelled at at first, and I was like, All right, don't know if I should have done that. But then – um, a few of the other guys who had been there for five years told me he didn't mind it. 
And so I decided only after we win a series and I close a game, I'll do it. Cause you know, if you go one and three or one and two, you kind of look, kind of look silly doing it. I mean, I like still regardless, but that's kind of just my thing. <laughs> what, what has it been like for you to, to get like, what do your teammates think about the entire thing at this point? Like, what are they? Cause you said in your interview, you were like, as long as my teammates like me, as long as my friends like me, what does it matter? What has been your teammates reaction? Cause you guys are doing something special right now. I mean, you're one of the last 16 teams left. Yeah. And my girlfriend. Likes me. And your girlfriend. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Get her in. Yeah. That's great. Yep. That, yep. It's a good man. It's a good man. Hey, I, <laughs> no, but um, a lot of the times, like, like, I don't know if you noticed, but when I'm out there pitching, I kind of, go to a different place <laughs> kind of on mars i have noticed no, a little, no, little, little yeah because <laughs> i'm a big subscriber to the school of thought that whoever thinks first in baseball is gonna lose so that's why i like i'll punch myself and things like that because i'm either thinking or i'll punch myself really bad that obviously i deserve a beating after that but uh a lot of the times after i get the last out uh, I forget to throw my glove until my teammates are running out and going, do the, do the thing, do the thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, I got you. So I think they like it. I try to bring as much positive energy as I can to around the team. You'll never see me acting up and going crazy when I do bad because that's just not who I am as a person. I don't believe in slamming your gear and all that stuff when you're doing bad because, I mean, it's the Indian, not the arrow sometimes. I don't think my glove made any errors. I think my shaky hands have them. Uh, so it's just like something I do to get fired up, like especially after that South Carolina game, you know, going into the air place where their fans are screaming whatever they want at us, acting like they're invincible because there's a thin net between us and them. <laughs> and going in there and shutting them up and, you know, you know, maybe stunting on them launching a glove here or there. That I feel like that just gives energy. And so I know I know my teammates like it for the most part. There might be a few sleepers who have told me they don't like it, but like, <laughs> some odd reason they could be scared of me. I don't know. <laughs> now you, you talked about uh, your senior year at Good Council. Um, as as a, a fellow Laurel, Maryland resident, uh, I know we had talked off air and we're, we're, we're from the same place. We've been to the same McDonald's many a times, I'm sure probably at the same time. Um, why didn't you go to Reservoir? You could have followed in my footsteps of playing one year of JV baseball. And, <laughs> and I mean, you had to leave for like, why the private school route? And why couldn't you just stay with Coach Leader, you know, Jack Barry and a couple of the other guys we know? You could have brought a championship home to Fulton, Maryland. They were definitely some dogs there, but, you know, you look at those guys, you know they're taking the championship home anyway, whether I'm there or I'm not. But, you know, go be a big fish in a small pond or, you know, go to a private school where everybody's driving Range Rovers and <laughs> you pull up and you're an O2 Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, you would have fit in fine next to the turkey farm. We could, you know. <laughs> That 02 Ford Taurus, you know, that, that would have fit in fine. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> nothing, nothing screams only Maryland like like Range Rovers from my yeah, experience. Right? <laughs> I got – it would have been my 96 Ford Windstar van I would have been driving in senior year if I didn't get rear-ended by a guy in a Range Rover. <laughs> See, that, that's driving in only. That's, that's what it'll do. Did you win a championship at Good Council? 
No. Ooh. Ooh. So, so they, so no, no titles. Brought. Not to bring up a sore subject. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> up to date on the baseball champions of the WCAC. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, freaking Damatha. Um, I don't even actually. Who's winning it? St. John's. Yeah, St. John's. Mm. No, it's just my guy AJ Lee. Lee. My guy AJ Lee getting it done. Yeah. Uh, um. You're an Orioles fan. In your bio, at least your UMBC bio, avid Orioles fan. What are your thoughts on the team right now? Obviously, Eric is the is the king of Orioles Twitter, the self-appointed or voted on. Or I'm, we're not oh, I was sure. voted. I'm not yeah. self-appointed. I want to vote. Uh, some would say. Some would say. Well, he's self-appointed, and then it was confirmed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. Where? What are your thoughts on the on the? What's your what are your your history with the Orioles? Um, I just always liked them because they were right there. Um, I learned about heartache early on as uh, learned about setting low um growing up my favorite player was jay gibbons if that goes to show you that i knew sure. anything about yeah i did not it's, it's a like very, a, um, hit very the ball distinct the window of, of orioles baseball fanhood and it's not mm-hmm. a fun mm-hmm. one it's not a fun yeah. one we had a fan group me and i think two other people <laughs> but um it was definitely an interesting upbringing being an Orioles fan. Luckily, Camden Yards was just awesome to go to. So we had that going for us, and we had our fair share of power hitters. I mean, Mark Reynolds was obviously super fun to watch. Kevin Millar, all these guys, you had big personalities at least. So even if they weren't winning a ton of games, they were fun to watch in the sense they just had fun. Like Miguel Tejada lied about his age just to keep playing. That's so <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would never lie about your age to keep playing or anything yeah no not me not <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's definitely orioles fans have to be built different not by any choice other than the fact that sometimes the seasons don't go our way but it fires me up seeing pitch cedric mullins is an absolute dog we got bruce zimmerman i lifted weights with him he lifted more than me he's <laughs> inform that's pretty sick in my mind having darren o'day and chad bradford in town was definitely something (laughs) because um there's only a select few uh few of us weird guys who are told we aren't good enough so we throw underhand and think (laughs) are we doing it and and that's pretty cool so it was definitely cool having guys like that to watch and grow up watching i think mark reynolds was one of my favorites and I'm not just saying that because he went to UVA and I met him like two days ago and he was super awesome during our rain out, which that's when I found out how freaking awesome he was. That was really cool. So it was definitely an interesting upbringing. <laughs> Mark Reynolds is kind of in the uh, kind of back in the current picture because of that, that second deck home run last night by Franco. Mm-hmm. So that's when the, the old uh, trivia question came up, like who's hit, hit one into the second deck at Camden Yards. That's crazy. He he's a beast, though. He's a beast. He was either gonna make it go a million feet or die trying. He's the original and three. You gotta guy. respect that. Yeah, he, I mean that, that guy. <laughs> that guy. That guy could hit it hard. Steven, we know you got a lot to do. We know you're preparing for Dallas Baptist this weekend. We'll be we'll be rooting you on. Well. I'll be rooting you on. I don't know if I'll root your team on with all my Maryland hats back here, but you know, I hope you do well. Um, 
we hope to see you up here for an Orioles game when you're done. We'd love to have you around. Um, and uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Absolutely. Thank you all very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hope, uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, we hope doofus talk. <laughs> well, you had three doofuses talking to you, so it worked out pretty well. <laughs> Keep tossing that glove, man. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> you get four doofuses. That's one whole person, so we're good. <laughs> good Thank talking you. to you. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Yeah, thanks, man. That, that was awesome. That, that was really fun. Back to you in the studio. Back on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Like I said before, that could have been an interview. You could have also just be coming right back to me talking again and, and going back into the podcast. We hope it was an interview. We do. We hope it was an interview because I think if it's the interview we we're trying to get, it's going to be great. And you guys really enjoyed it. And it was topical and was somebody from Baltimore around Baltimore that loves the Orioles and potentially also plays the sport that the Orioles play. So we'll just leave it at that. I hope that that happened. But right now, the other thing that's going to happen regardless is the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. We love Fed Thrill. Do we not love Fed Thrill? We love Fed Thrill. We really do. And you know what you can do if you go to Fed Thrill? You can use the promo code EXIT52 and get 20% off some shades. You know what the date is as we record here, boys? It's June 8th. That means we have so much summer to go. Oh, yeah. So much summer, which means you need, except for me, who needs giant lenses in their left eye to see anything. You regular people, you or Fed Thrill, if you can get them to make a prescription, I'm going to get that in every week. You can put your Fed Thrill sunglasses on, go on the boat, go on the beach, walk around, put them on your head, maybe play golf in them, maybe. Scooter around the Inner Harbor. Yeah. You yeah. Get, you get the, the reflection of the sun hitting off the water there, and it's, it's, it's glaring in your eyes. You throw your Fed Thrill sunglasses on, you're good to go. Take the water taxi. Hell yeah. Take water the taxi water taxi. Go to the beach. You know, go do some hiking. It's really hot right now, so I don't think anyone's hiking, but – a lot of things you can do in your Fed Thrill sunglasses. People freaking love hiking. Dude. They really do. I'm not. It's unbelievable. I'm not. <laughs> I'm good for a hike maybe once every two years. I'm good for a hike once every never. Um, <laughs> Exit 52 is the promo code. 20% off all of your Fed Thrill sunglasses. And in the subject of summer, we are doing Songs of the Summer is our uh, draft this week. And what we mean by that is not songs about the summer songs of the summer and i think people know what that means just a song that defines the summer that when you're with your buddies you know out with somebody you you listen to this this song was the song that's on or like when you put on mix 106.5 or 104.3 no free ads but you know pop radio stations this was the song on every three songs you're hopping on the boat you're going to secrets or you're bar hopping in fed mm-hmm. hill whatever it might be and you're this driving, is you're on. driving you're driving to hear, jimmy's you're gonna hear sunglasses times in one day you're gonna yes. hear yes like and you're gonna hear it often yeah and it's one of those fun debates that people have i at least have it with some of my friends like what's the song of the summer what's going to be the song of the summer as you're going into the summer yeah um so that is the draft this week presented by fed thrill and the first overall pick is you, Banks. RDT, you have the second pick. I have the third pick. Last week, if you want to go back and listen, we did um, all-time TV dramas. Week before that was uh, Things About Ocean City, which is still very relevant as people you know, continue to travel Ocean City throughout the summer. And before that, uh, we did potential sports documentaries, which that feels like three months ago. But that's what we did. Uh, okay. Banks. Not a clear 1-1 here. I'm very interested to see what you take. Yeah, this was really tough, and I, I – I mean, the research for this and to really – because you can get into arguments within given years 
about what the song of the summer was. I mean, there's all kinds of, of potential arguments, potential subjectivity here. But I think in 2012, there's no question what the song of the summer was. I think it's a song of the decade. Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. It's got to be 1-1 one, one here. I remember the first time I heard it in my entire life, I had, I had been like seen people raving about it on Twitter, but I just hadn't heard it yet. And then I was like walking back from I don't know where at, in college, and I was walking between Commons 1 and Commons 2 on campus at Maryland. And it was maybe 8 o'clock in the late, late spring. The sun was setting, and I heard – this song blaring out of the windows of one of the one of the dorm rooms and these girls just screaming at the top of their lungs the young child's were loving it and i heard it and i was like this song is phenomenal like i as soon as i heard it this is a bop this is an absolute jam call me maybe and it's i mean it still delivers to this day it's a it's an absolute it's fuego that song is fuego piece it is tremendous and shout out to carly ray jepston who has other good songs. I just don't think people really associate because I think people would see this as a one hit wonder, but she has other good songs. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Can't argue with I that. I thought, I thought that was falling to me when we were talking about it before, before we were recording, it didn't sound like you were very set on anything. And I was like, this is going to fall I settled to me. into it. The more I fall. thought about it, I was really using this to stack up against any other song that I looked at and there's nothing came. Like, no, it, like you said, I, it was more I, of a like, clear one, one that I initially imagined. When like, I wish I could go back to that feeling of like hearing call me maybe for the very first time and just being like, Oh my God, have the memory lockdown. Like, this is, yeah, like this is this is it. Like you knew, you knew right away. Remember, and, it got very yeah. big because of the Harvard baseball team bus video. Remember that yep. video? And yeah. like the the Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber did one, and mm. like everyone started doing one. It was yeah. I mean, it's again. I I don't know about song of the summer. It may be it may be song of the decade. You wouldn't uh, you wouldn't catch an argument. No, you're not getting an argument from me either. Banger. All right, RDT. Whew. Um, this is tough. Now I'm in, I'm in a little bit of a predicament here. I am going to go song of the summer. I'm going party rock anthem by LMFAO. Mm. Sure. That song is an absolute banger and a half. Um, it was like, I remember we used to go out to the bars, Union Jacks in Columbia and like, they used to play it right around like 11, 15, 11, 30, like just enough time where everyone's feeling toasty. Like you can't play too People early. People are coming in and late. then they play it again at like 1.30. Oh my God. Down. And the place, <laughs> the place would just explode. Yeah. It's, it's a party yeah. starter I, and a party ender. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a part, like LMFAO is such a fucking just funny <laughs> band. Like it's, and like the song is like, like they don't have good songs, but like, that one was an absolute banger and, and you couldn't sit still during it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an awesome song. So party rock anthem, my, my first pick. It's party first rock anthem absolutely, absolutely had a, absolutely had a moment. Uh, I think it still does. Like, I mean, no, I, still, I, still keeps it going. I think, oh, it, yeah. I mean, I think it's still 100% plays. I think it 100% plays um, right now. Um, okay. So I have the double pick. I am going to take it back a little farther than we have so far. We're going to go back to 2002, and I'm going to take Hot in Here by Nelly. Good pick. Banger when it was out. Nelly had an 
incredible run over two albums. And even as a 10 year old, you knew that was the song of the summer. Yeah. You just knew that was on the radio all the time. And you know, when you're growing up and you're that young, hot in here, just exposes you to more things. So shout out to hot in here. Great song. Tis the season. This is the season. I can't Tis believe you went that whole thing without mentioning Ray Lewis. And Ray Lewis. Yeah. And Ray Lewis. Yeah. Well, we keep it towards the music, but yes, yes. I yeah. mean, obviously in this town, means something because of the Ray Lewis introduction. Not why it's the song of the summer, but yes, sure. that is uh, certainly, a, you could call that a pander, potentially. That is not why I took it. I really didn't think about that. that, that think about it from that context that much. Um, so that's 2002. And I'm trying to make sure I get my years right as I go through here. Um, this was clearly the song of the summer in 2017, and it's Despacito. Despacito was banging during Memorial Day. It was banging during 4th of July. It was banging during Labor Day. Luis Fonzi, Daddy Yankee, Justin Bieber, banger. I, we must have listened to that Memorial Day that year 4,000 times. Like, it was just on all the time. So, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Despacito. I thought about taking it. Yeah, thought it's about up there. It. But sure. I, I didn't, it, didn't, it didn't really hit home with me. Like, I listened uh, to it 40 million times. So. This is you pretty much have we've knocked out like the top four that I've had pretty much. Yeah, just about. I just remember I remember like being like, oh, Justin Bieber's in this song. Like, nice. Like, I like Biebs. He's he's good songs. Let me check it out. And like, he's in it for the first 15 seconds, like the first lines, and then it's like that's it. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, now it's okay. It was impossible not to sing along to though. I was like, big I, on I will say that. I will say that. Yeah, it um, was, was the number one song in the country for 16 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the number one song in the country from May 27th to September 9th. That's insane. That is the song of the summer right there, when you're the number one song in the country for that long. Uh, and it came out in January, which is wild. Mm. You know it was also yeah, the number yeah, one like song that is for not, a long that time? That is not a January song. Long time that year? February 18th to April 29th, so I can't get picked in this draft. Uh, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> That's a long time. Ed was up there. All right. Um, RDT. I'm going We Found Love, Rihanna. Mm. We Again, did find love another, in this place. Yeah, yeah. Just another banger of a song. Banks doesn't seem to like it. Uh, it's a again, I think, it, I think it's impossible not to, not to bounce around when you hear it. Gets the gets the party going, gets any bar going. It's 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 not too long, it's not too short. What year I, I are you defining it in? Is what I would like to know. I, I don't let, let me. What's what year did we it have to do in? this? We have to do this. I'm seeing some information that would make this pick very interesting from okay. a song okay. summer um, perspective. No, no, no. Let's see. All right, so it was okay. Released September 22nd, 2011, <laughs> according to Wikipedia. Right I don't know. When I think summer. of summer, when I think of summer, I think of that song. Okay, that's fine. I don't know if you if you want if you want to. No, I'm it. fine. I'm fine letting you have it. I'm just I'm just poking holes in your draft. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you if you want to, if I'm not taking it, I'm not let, because I do think that's a song that stretches for like a year. So I'm sure yeah, it was big like, in 2012. The problem is the song of the summer in 2012 was called Me Maybe, and this is where the song of the summer debate is so good. This is why this is a good. It's dish. just like. Because can there be multiple songs of summers? Yes, but I think there can, can be. there be when Call Me Maybe's the song of the summer? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. There's no bigger 
Queen song of the summer, then <laughs> call me maybe. But We Found Love is absolutely a banger. I mean, there, there's no doubt. And that's it's a song. It's a good song. I'm not trying to trash the song. I just. The reason it sticks with me, it this is what I associated with personally, is Maryland basketball hot timeouts. Yeah. When it's like 8 0 run, mm-hmm. timeout. Team called timeout after a dunk. We call oh, it a hot timeout. Oh, hot timeout. We, we got call it a hot timeout. timeout. Yep. Call it a hot what timeout. Do you, what do you have for the others? I mean, what are the other terms? What do you mean? Oh, if if the other team uh, is on a run. And oh, I don't know if we have a out. term for any of the other ones, but hot timeout has been a term since I've been at Maryland. Like, there's certain songs for the hot timeout. Yeah. There's certain songs for the hot timeout. And we were able to bring – we were just able to bring back Kerncraft. Turn me on least. a little bit. Um, and we sometimes we talk about like what new songs can we put in for hot timeout. So if fans have any or uh, Maryland fans that listen to this podcast have any suggestions, throw in some hot timeout, send them to me. I'll get them to the right people. Uh, but that was a huge hot timeout song. Huge. So I don't associate with the summer. I just it was a hot like timeout song. Nine oh run over Purdue. Bruno Fernando dunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good first half hot hot timeout song. I think. Yeah. It's not gets a down people, the stretch one. But gets people going. It gets people going. Uh, all right, Banks. All right, two picks here. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take – I'm surprised this didn't – I mean, I, I think, Eric, you were huge on this song. I'm going to take Old Town Road. Mm. Old Town Road 2019, I think, is the next logical pick here. I was stunned that you didn't take it. Um, Lil Nas X kind of launched an entire – not just, like, career, but, like, a whole brand, like a whole thing with that song. That song is everywhere. Commercials, this, that, the other. Like he, that guy has cashed in on that song in a big way. Yeah, now he's big got credit to him for that Montero video. I, that was going to be my next pick. If it got you want to know why I didn't, why? So that's another song I don't think of as a summer song because when it when it came out, it, when I first heard it was Texas Tech in, in March Madness. Remember when they made it to the finals and they were played in the locker room. And they used to. That's that's when I first heard it. But I I know it goes into the summer. I just can. I, I feel think like I of, remember going like the Orioles games, and you were like big on it. Still like we had probably it sticks with oh. me as a we had baseball. We had a AJ Lee played for Maryland. He switched his walk up song to Old Town Road in the middle of the season, like in April, whenever it came out, April or May, and stuck stuck with. Thing it. had longevity though. Oh, it did. I mean, it's no oh, doubt absolutely. was playing the legs on that. Yeah. Is it you? I mean, it's the biggest song of the year. Yes. So I'm going to take that one. And then the next one is uh, I'm going to move it back to, I believe, 2004. Ooh. I'm going to take, yeah. Banger. Yeah. You're That's taking stuff off my board right now. Sounds like such a club hit. The music video was electric. And those were three mm-hmm. titans of the game at that time. I mean, Usher, that was kind of like the start of the end for Usher a little bit. I mean, Confessions Part Two is. I mean, I sorry, I shouldn't be saying that. Uh, he um, awesome album by Usher, and then Luda was that was probably honestly a little bit the beginning of that for him too, uh, at least before he kicked it in the whole Fast and Furious thing. Um, mm-hmm. And Little John just kind of bringing it home. I mean, that song was Fuego, big time summer song. So I remember I had a friend who was like a DJ at that time. He was DJing parties and stuff like that. And he belonged to this, like, mag- it was a magazine subscription where they would send you songs that the radio was releasing in, like, two months just to, like, hear some of the new thing- things yeah. coming in, feel free to mix them coming. in. And that was one of them. And we were like, it's an immediate this jam. song is awesome. Like, this, this is going to be huge. 
And that was my first like, yeah, intro into yeah. Great song. Already said. I think I so I thought that should have been VH1 used to do their like top 100 songs of the the 20 you know from 2000 to 2010. I, I thought, thought that was yeah, a song of the decade. Yeah, that was like I thought it defined I, from my childhood. Like mm-hmm. of me, let's see, I was between nine and 19 during that period. I mean, it's a pretty wide range of like different kind of age windows or whatever, but old enough to remember everything that came through the window. And like that song jumps out so much. That song was like number seven on VH1's list. And I was like, this, that's insane. Like that song should have been number one. Yeah, because you can play that song right in, You could play that at Rockwell and people would still go nuts over it. Like it, it has, it has staying power. It has holding power. Yep. I, I, I agree with you, Banks. Thank you. So, um, this next one I'm going to take, it's me, right? Yep. It is. Okay. Um, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I'm going California girls by Katy Perry. Yeah. I, I think that song again, took over an entire summer. The It was always on the radio. Um, it, it was at every bar. It was at every party. The music video was was very appeasing, we'll very say, summer, without bonks. Without yeah. bonks. Um, again, just a poppy, like, nod your head, tap your foot song. I think uh, Katy Perry, that, that's what she – I mean, Katy Perry was putting out hits. Talking like, popsicles all summer. Yeah. Like nobody's business back then, so – I was I was I was buying a lot of stock in Katy Perry. A lot of yeah, stock. I mean Katy Perry had an amazing run. If you go look at run, the, but... uh, if you go look at, uh, I was talking about this with, um, shout out to Ryan, uh, future winner of the Baltimore Half Marathon. Uh, we were talking about like the the Katy Perry, um, I'm trying to camera like the Teenage Dream album is oh, just oh an insanely just... big album. This these Dude. are the songs on Teenage Dream. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's why I don't I don't want to go in any. I don't think now. any of these other ones are songs. Okay. Song, unless you guys want to, unless you guys okay. want. Well, I'll, I'll I'll say it after. I'll say it after. That's fair. That's fair. I don't. I I'll, no. I'll no say, you, I don't have any of them on my list actually. Okay. I, I don't need cross a couple, but I agree. Go, go ahead. California Girls, Teenage Dream, Firework, E.T., Last Friday Night. The one that got away. Those are six jams. And like almost all of them got to number one. It's just ridiculous. It's a, this, the whole thing is her run was ridiculous. Now she's essentially can't release songs people like, which is crazy. <laughs> Taylor shows you how, murdered her. <laughs> yeah. Shows you how impressive Taylor Swift's run is. But um, which is funny because uh, with the next pick, I'm also taking a Katy Perry song. I'm taking I Kissed a Girl. Yeah. That was. Um, that was- that was, list, that was every girl's was in there. every girl's Facebook caption for a picture caption when they came back from senior week or when they were at senior week. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, 2008 just absolutely ran the summer. Um, it was the number one song from July 5th to August 16th and was just huge. I mean, that song was absolutely huge. Um, you guys actually took the three songs I was going to take with my next pick, with your three picks, which is pretty mm. amazing. I wonder if that's happening in these drafts. I was taking all of those songs. I thought that, that these boards could have been all over the place. No, that was – I was yeah. taking I was taking Old Town Road. Yeah, it was next, and California Girls was after that. Wild. Um, so I will take I Kissed a Girl. Not a bad uh, one to have in your pocket. I mean, Katie, it, it, 
we should just do like we should just do like an offshoot music podcast people that just have insane runs is 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 wild she she had some insane runs um okay i'm trying to figure out what i want to do with this next one just making sure god i i freaking california girls was such a summer song i mean that is just (laughs) that was such a good pick um i'm gonna i'm gonna take see you again the wiz khalifa charlie puth song from fast and furious I'm seeing okay. very Slow much it down a little bit. That Slow was a good show. That was bit. the biggest. That was that was the biggest YouTube video in the world at that time. So I'm thinking that song. That movie was huge. That song was really really big. It was on XM Radio. I as like when I used to have XM Radio, literally every 20 seconds that song was on. So I'm thinking see you again. So I'm refreshing myself song. on what song this is. <laughs> you, it's you, been you know a it. long day without <laughs> you, my friend. Yeah. Not tell gotcha. you all about it when I see you again. That was free. That was free. If you want to hear me sing again, you got to pay. There you go. Oh, RDT, you got Is it it's me? Not enough of a jam. <laughs> see, doesn't, doesn't yeah? See, but different definitions. Different definitions. Mm. Different definitions. Whatever. Man. I listened to that song a thousand times. That I mean, so that good. song. It was Paul everywhere. Walker. R.I.P. to my guy, Paul Walker. Yeah, man. true. That was a same night story. as uh, they got to build him same a night as the kick six. Same night as the kick six. That was, I mean, what a what a roller coaster. <laughs> I remember six. staying at home watching the kick six, being like, "I'll go to the bar after this game." Watching that, getting to the bar, and by the time we got to the bar, people were like, "We were like, dude, you see that game?" They're like, "Yeah, but Paul Walker died." Like, oh, Paul but- Walker had a bigger effect on people than people realize. Yeah, uh, the same bar I was at. Yeah. The same bar I was at was selling Paul Walker shots that shots that night with there were car bombs. It was a, Yikes. it was a tough scene. It was a tough scene. That's um, I don't like anything about that. That was, <laughs> I, I, I didn't buy any. We'll just say that. Um, this one, uh, I'm I'm gonna do it, and I know we talked about it before. And I think it's just, I think it's too big of a song to pass up. I know it has character issues. I'm, I'm typing um, it. A lot of, a lot of talk about it. Um, blurred lines. It's, it's, yep. it's a clear pick. I didn't want it on my roster because of the red flag. Some of the things I, that went along with it. Robin Thick. It's Vontez Perfect. It's Vontez Perfect. It's a first rounder. Um, ta- it's first round talent, but it's, it has some things. An yeah, iconic music video for some of the wrong reasons. And oh, well, uh, there's a couple different music videos you could you could yep. watch if it you is want. An iconic yeah, music yeah. video. Yeah. Pharrell, you got Ti, you got Emily Ratajkowski. It is. I mean, it's it's a music video. If you say the song, it's one of the few songs in the last now. When you talk last decade, music videos aren't as big anymore. When you say "Blurred Lines," everyone knows the video. Yeah. Because of just how ridiculous the whole video is. It's yeah. It was it, it was something. So, but it, it like. This, this was a song with, I believe it was two other songs, I'm not going to say, but you couldn't turn on a radio in, in, in what, what year was that? It was 20, I think like 20, no, 13. Yeah. 2013, you could not turn on a radio without, there was like three songs rotation on every single radio station, and it was infuriating, but it's, it, it's kind of a banger of a song. Okay, blurred lines off the board. I got my last two picks here, and I am in a tough spot, I think. 
as to where I want to go. I've got like seven or eight different songs in the mix here. Um, I'm going to take a song that I think backdoored the song of the summer in 2009. I'm going to take Party in the USA by Molly Cyrus. It is a song that coincided. It, it was released in early August. I enrolled and I moved in at Maryland in late August uh, for my freshman year. And then I remember that song just being the song throughout, you know, that early, late summer, early fall at Thirsty Turtle upstairs, RIP, uh, Party in the USA, Molly Cyrus. It was a monster hit. I just don't think it's a song of the summer. You just don't think it's summer enough. Is that, no. is that the gist of it? So, yeah, because I, I associate that song, I associate that song with graduating from high school, which happened the next June for me. It was like our Calvert Hall song of the year. So I, it reminds me of like well, my last year. High that school, far after. I mean, that is, that is also summer. So it was May. Okay. So I don't know. You I don't know. said June, but okay. Tough definition. <laughs> Did I say June? I th- we graduated in May. Uh, I think. I don't know. Could have been May. Could have been June. It's got massive song. It's in the got summer, summer. Oh no doubt. I'm not no disagreeing question. with you. I was. I'm. I'm semantically thinking like, when do I associate "Party in the USA" with? And I don't think about like a specific summer with the song, but it's got summer vibes. I mean, we put it on now. It's a summer song. You put it on. Yeah. You're no out. Question. You're you're out. You it's know. Got big staying power. Yeah, huge thing. I mean, that song will be around forever. I I feel like I'm hating on "Party in the USA." I love "Party in the USA." So. <laughs> Anyone who's ever flown into LAX has that either Instagram story or caption of hopped off the plane at LAX. LAX, yep. That's yeah. I think it's like I think it's a you have to sign you think you sign a contract on the plane like I will make this my Instagram Incre- story when I get off. Incredible staying power. I also there was nothing like going to an Orioles game when JJ Hardy would do something and yell being the guy in your section that yells Hardy in the USA. That got a laugh every time. That was perfect. <laughs> I used to be a big Hardy in the USA guy. Huge so Hardy. Fun. In the USA. So fun. It was a good time. Okay. Like and then, fun. then my final pick, I'm going to dip into the 90s. This is our first 90s pick. Yeah. And I had, I had numerous candidates in the 90s that I was considering. But uh, this song was just like, even like a cultural, just it was a monster. 1999, Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky <laughs> Martin. And that song still plays as well. It gets people going. You get the the horns going. The didn't we have it on at one point last or Memorial Day weekend? I think we did. We definitely did. So it's a very iconic opening to a song. Like yes, it is. It just gets the vibe. People, your head snaps around like, and you look around at your friends, and you're like, okay, okay, this is yeah. I'm sure it's. I've never been on a boat when that song plays, but if we're if we're using Taylor's number one pick from the Ocean City draft, if you're on a boat and that song comes on, I feel like it's just it's winter over. It's absolutely game over. And it sends vibes out to the other boats and such. It's like, <laughs> hey, these these people are here. These They're guys vibes. are here to party. Yeah, yeah. you're announcing your presence. They're living La Vida Loca. RDT. I thought you. Oh man, I could do that one. Let me. I I have to double check this one. I have to double so check. Many, so many songs I wanted to take. Yeah, I like I have, I have. I have. I'm I I'm have. stunned at what happened in the middle of the draft to me. I was scrambling. I did. I'll talk about it after. Alrighty, I'm taking. 
again, if you if you want to go '90s, "Steal My Sunshine" by Len mm, okay. is another, I think, okay. all-time summer song. Uh, if even now it's it's on it's you know it's on my playlist now, my Fourth of July playlist that I'm slowly building up. I, I when I hear that because I just remember being like I'm 10 years old, I'm at the pool. And I hear the song, and I'm like, I don't really know what what it is, but I like it. And I think again, I think it has staying power. Yeah, like it does. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a good song. Yeah, and again, like it's a nice like we're here. We're we're gonna you can slam some drinks. Similar uh, every word still. A similar song on my honorable mentions that I don't expect Taylor's gonna take. So I'll save it for a minute. So. I think he's still scrambling, unless he's frozen. I'm frozen. No, good. no, no, you're good. Tough technical difficulties here with the with that situation. Is he frozen? Can he hear? I us? don't know. I think Am he I thinks he's. I think he thinks he's frozen. You were here the whole time. You were here the whole time. Not not a not a great um, night for the. Uh, no, there's a lot for, going for on for the X Fade Two technical team. Uh, we'll have to address that in the uh, in the ensuing weeks. Um. Oh man, I I am just stunned at how this has fallen. I thought I had way. I'm taking promiscuous. Okay, I'm taking promiscuous. Yeah, definitely. Promiscuous. That was Furtado? the height. Of, uh, Nelly Furtado and Timbaland. Timbaland at the absolute peak of his powers. Mm-hmm. All the Timberlake songs from Future Sex Love Sounds. This song with Nelly Furtado. This is easily Nelly Furtado's biggest song. Unless you're an, you, unless you're an, I'm like a bird person. Um, <laughs> It's it's a jam. The game MVP like Steve Nash. Come on. Promiscuous, 2006, I believe. I don't have it in front of me. But, um, and tis the season. So, uh, let me make sure to get the year right before I finish the draft here. Uh, promiscuous, Nelly, this is a great radio. Promiscuous, Nelly Furtado, 2006. Yeah. That song bangs. Shout out to Nelly Furtado. C- Canada's finest. Oh, Canada. Shout out to Timbaland. All right, that's the draft. Call me maybe for Banks. Um, Old Town Road for Banks. Yeah, for Banks. Party in the USA for Banks. And Live in La Vida Loca for Banks. RDT, Party Rock Anthem, We Found Love, California Girls, Blurred Lines, Steal My Sunshine. Um, and I had Hot in Here, Despacito, I Kissed a Girl, See You Again, and Promiscuous. Okay. Okay, that's a pretty good draft here, boys, I think. Good draft. I'll be totally honest. I could not believe when those three went six, seven, and eight. I, I had all of those on my board, mm. and I was like, this is going to be great. I just kind of thought you guys were going to forget about Old Town Road, so I took a no, risk, at no. risk. Should've I honestly take, didn't expect to be able to take it, so I should have taken it. I should have taken it three, but whatever. See, I, 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 I just jotted it late, like, oh, just in case they don't take it. And then I, I associated it with March and I just, and this is why the song, I, of the I didn't summer, even have it on my board. I'll say that. This is why the song of the summer, you could have a thousand drafts and just do different things with the drafts because yeah. you, you think about people think about songs, people think about songs in different ways. Um, some of my honorable mentions umbrella. Yeah, uh, was, I wasn't mm-hmm. crazy about that one, but was good big. It was good all time low remix was big. Um, I had Waterfalls by TLC. That was on my list. Uh, I had In My Feelings by Drake. That song was absolutely huge. Yeah. I had Can't Feel My Face by The Weeknd. That was a summer song. Yeah. Can't Hold Us, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis was a summer song. Um, and uh, because it will be the song of this summer, uh, Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. But I can't take <laughs> that yet because it's 
Where? I was I was waiting. Uh, you you could have, I think. Not yet, not yet. It's only June. You I think that would have been. Can't define it yet. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. you calling your shot. Like yeah, I would have been this. great for you to call your shot there. Yeah, yeah. That would have been almost the did it at the I, end. Almost did it at the end, but you know. So you don't have confidence in her for to have staying oh, power. Oh, oh don't do don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I've been I've been just the, I've been the conductor. I have been the conductor of this train for a long period of time, and I continue to get proven right week after week. I don't mean to just continue to bring this up. The listeners probably do not care at all. But I could not have been more right about this entire situation. I mean, I called my shot in freaking last September. I was calling my shot sitting around the fire with you, with the boys. I was like, this Olivia Rodrigo got girl, star, driver's license comes out. Everyone's like, ah, one hit wonder. I'm like, nope, this is going to continue. Star power, it factor. Olivia, this is turning into Olivia Rodriguez segment again. What do you guys <laughs> have? I don't mention this. I wasn't sure if it was a summer song, but I had on my list, I had Mbop. I mean, that song was a monster. Monster. Yeah, I, I just it wasn't a, Yeah, yeah. I got a feeling, Black Eyed Peas. Um, so I got a feeling is no doubt. What year is that? Like 2009? 100% is the song of that summer. That song stinks. I hate when that It's song just so corny. Yeah, it's, it it's, it stinks. It was Black Eyed Peas. I remember reading an interview with Will I Am. Goes, he was, though. He was literally like, I just study what makes hits and i just make the songs and that was where boom boom pow and i got a feeling came from he just was like <laughs> studying he was just studying what makes songs a hit and just making those songs not that i have any problem with that but i just i got a feeling that's not a song you put on the boat and be like oh yeah i got a feeling yeah um yeah i would never put it on and look around and be like wait for and, people yeah to and like it. no they're like, like yeah rdt great ready? pick, man you ready for this yeah so so when eric was talking about the songs between 2000 and 2010 and we were talking about yeah and how that is should probably be number one there's one other song that i think should be up for consideration for that but it's just not a summer song like it came out I, in I, september and it just and it's hey yeah yeah that's yeah that's i knew you were going there. it would be like i would would have drafted that maybe ahead of yeah i would have been neck and neck i would have you been, can make a case it's the best song in the last 20 years you wow. want to know? You want to know what the top? What VH1 named the top song of that the decade? Go ahead. Crazy in Love by Beyonce and Jay Z, which I <laughs> that's think also on my I, list here. That's but... also on my list too. That's a jam. See, it's a that's jam. Why, horns, see, I don't think. I mean, people going. That song yeah, is but, really good. I would have said like I would rather uh, if I'm at a bar or on a boat or at a party. Give me Hey Ya or Yeah over. Dude, Crazy when you hear, I mean that. I mean that. That. That yeah. is when Beyonce. Obviously, Destiny's Child, very big. Uh, when Be- when Beyonce gives you crazy and love, you're just like, all right, this is over. I mean, she's a, she did, yeah, she's she announced herself with that and Jay Z on it. Throws Jay Z on it, like I mean, yeah. that's that's an absolute statement of intent. Yeah, I had uh, the Macarena. I also had I had that. that too. I, yeah. take it. I thought that's where you were going uh, when you I, said. I, I really thought about it. Um, it was between Macarena and and um, Living La Vida Loca. Is between those two. I just. Had this image of Hillary Clinton at that, that was 96 <laughs> <laughs> DNC. <laughs> Such a great video. Look that up if you can. Just Hillary Clinton Macarena. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not about her. It's about the entire crowd. Yeah. It's about the whole crowd. The it's whole a great crowd. Video. Yeah, it's a hundred percent great video. Um, you won't find anything more nineties in that video. Yeah. yeah. Um, Summer girls, LFL. Yep. I, I was between 
steal my sunshine and, and summer girls yeah r.i.p to the lead singer of lfo uh genie in a bottle yeah and i and then thrift shop was was a spring break song and not a summer song but it had that it had that level of hit couple i had we have to give drake a little respect here none of us took a drake song but you have nice for what you have one dance and there's another one that i'm forgetting trophies trophies i no, think not a summer song i also oh, had trap God. queen <laughs> shout out to fetty wop um <laughs> that was a thing what drake song? i oh god Best i ever had uh that and god's plan god's hit. plan was in the summer too for a little bit Oh, yeah. in my feelings. In my feelings. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song. Oh man, that song probably should have gotten taken. Um, but you know, Drake. I mean, shout out to Drake. That guy has an insane amount of hits. Talk about some longevity. He's, he's been doing this for like an almost. He's been doing this for over a decade now. Just absolutely. Arguably the goat. Arguably. From a hit making rapper perspective, I don't know how you could argue against him in terms of just like creating hits. Now, there's like a whole other argument that about you know who's the best mc of all time that we we just yeah just, that like that people have like that way more credible than three of us nas and jay-z yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, all those guys biggie but like in terms of like you put up drake's catalog against anyone else's it's an incredible hit making catalog mm-hmm. i do love reading the and listening to to like really big rap aficionados talk about like who's the best rapper of all time i think it's like a super interesting day i just i just yeah. don't know enough about i just don't have enough rap uh, history in my head to, to be able to like have a street cred to get in to get in with it no i just you just there's so much to it there's so many errors to it. it's very very interesting mm-hmm. um but yeah drake i mean it's just a ridiculous it's a ridiculous level of hit making that he does i i'm i'm shocked that nobody took bad blood no i before the yeah before we i think hit record on this we were just kind of like preparing our boards and just kind of bullshitting like we usually do before this. And I came across that. And I think I may have said something that was a hint at that song. I was like, I can't believe that that got listed. Cause that song is not, it is nowhere near a top tier Taylor Swift song. Yeah. That's no, the issue. But- you have two absolute Taylor Swift. Of, you want to talk about aficionados. You have two Taylor Swift aficionados on the show here. They're just, they're not taking bad blood. In but it no way was that not was that not a huge song that summer it's not the typical taylor but we're swift, in our but... own little taylor swift world where when things when she puts out singles and they become hits we're not really we're almost like outside of that bubble we don't live in that but every song yeah, is a big like, song every song is underrated except for bad blood except for bad blood <laughs> okay shake it off i just i also remember <laughs> bad blood being um a big a lot of uh halloween costumes like, like you're talking still to a couple around guys that were putting together like their top 20 Taylor Swift songs of all time and they do Taylor Swift power hours. I mean, it's just, you see top 20. I'm talking, I have like a, a top 120. Oh no, I have them like tiered. I just, I haven't really put yeah. together the full list, but yeah, you know, we can get into our other podcast. Yeah. yeah. Taylor Swift know, today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had, I had that one. I had get lucky Daft Punk. Okay. That's sure. all. Yeah. Yeah. That song that was, has no staying power. That was a jam. No one listens to that. Like, that you can never hear that on any playlist. I feel like it was right up there with Happy and um, and Blurred Lines, where it was like every radio station was Get Lucky. Um, was Happy, Happy not a then, summer song? It was a spring song. I thought it was. Spring Wasn't song. it? I remember listening to it at work in Maryland as an intern. But it was still like, it was those three. 
just those three in rotation. Like I do all, think it played over the summer, but I don't think it was a I don't think it was a song of the summer. Happy was a I mean it's a banger. <laughs> but it, it's yeah, like that's uh, not a cheerleader by Omi, again. one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. That speaking of a, speaking of Pharrell, I thought Feels by Calvin Harris was going to be a song of the summer and it just didn't make it. I thought that was a jam. Feels. Feels. You pop the song on, you'll recognize I'm, it. I'm about to listen. I, in 2017, I thought that that was going to be a hit. But Katy Perry's on it, too. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Feels is a jam. I just, like, no didn't make it. I don't know why it didn't. Feels like Alvin Harris. Jam. He has a couple of those. The other one that's, oh, why am I not remembering? Uh, Slide with Frank Ocean. That song, I thought song. that song that was going to be number one. That song is a jam, and I just mm-hmm. don't think it ever got there. It just kind of never got there. I think Death by a Thousand Cuts could have been, and then the pandemic lives. showed up. So, The one that the, – the one, let me make sure I get my timing right here, and then we can move on to the Nick Kaner medley. Oh, uh, Cruel Summer could have been a song of the summer, that, and that also got – Cruel Summer never got released. Yeah, got, yeah, but the one – and I just want to make sure – when it got released damn that pandy yeah the, the one that the pandy killed that is still obviously a giant song is the entire lover album i mean there's well the so entire lover album on that album but the song that should have been the song of the summer or should have been a song of the summer is levitating and nah. it should be either this song of the summer levitating would have been an absolute bar jam throughout the entire pandemic and it got released as a single I think like last October, but that album came out earlier in the year. That song is Fuego. And just never, never got there. So, shout out to Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, a lot of jams. Dua right Lipa now. is Jeez, a you lot, know how many lot of the charge right now. Do you know how many followers Dua Lipa has on Instagram? It's got to be. If like you were to guess, 25 million. If you were to guess, 85 million. What did you say, Banks? 25. 45? I said 25. 25? feel stupid now you said 80 something 85 67.4 million followlowers on Instagram that's yeah. a ton that yeah. is a ton she me and my buddy used to argue um Halsey versus Dua Lipa. I took Halsey's side he took Dua Lipa's side but both hit makers yeah Halsey we but, need a little Halsey comeback yeah well she's prego you know she's popping a baby out true um do you know who has the most Instagram followers anybody it's got to be a kardashian nope the athlete it's an athlete oh uh ronaldo ronaldo go yeah 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 it, actually the, well instagram the instagram account for instagram has the most but ronaldo the rock ariana grande kylie jenner selena gomez kim kardashian leo messi beyonce and bieber round out the top 10 taylor swift at 13 national geographic at 12 wow <laughs> J-Lo at 14. Khloe Kardashian at 17. International Geographic. Um, Katy Perry at 22. Demi Lovato at 24. Um, yeah. Drake at 34. I would have thought he'd been higher. Dua Lipa checks in at 39. Between Victoria's Secret and NASA. What a spot. Wow. <laughs> Vin Diesel at 37, just above her. <laughs> That's Yo, tremendous. That, all right, I... Vin Diesel song. That should have been a song of the summer. Oh, Vin Diesel song. Yeah, that got crushed by the pandemic too. I love that song. Songs that would have become this is why Taylor Swift is the is the queen of queens. Just releasing music you want to listen to while you're sitting in your home by yourself. Doing two albums of that during the pandemic, 
smartest thing you could have done. Releasing club bangers, not working. She'll be back in a big way soon. Oh, yeah. As well. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. There's no doubt about that. Um, all right. Good draft, guys. Banks, I thought you had, I thought you had a hell of a draft. Thank yeah, you. Hell of a draft. I just want to give you that credit. We don't do a lot of that on this. I thought you had a level draft. You know, uh, I didn't really like steel. Uh, excuse me, live in La Vida Loca. I thought you could have finished a little stronger, but I thought you were going to go Macarena pick. with that. I know, I know, I know. You wanted to hit. I, I, you want to jump you know? in the '90s? Jump in the '90s? Jump in the '90s? Yeah. Um, Nick Cantor Medley, Maryland person of the week. RDT. Mm. So mine, mine got switched in the last twenty minutes. Um, it's going to. I guess it's going to go to 20 minutes. Literally. All right. So, so the sports Emmys are for my picks. No, no. The sports Emmys are tonight. And Mo and Jeremy won two of the sports Emmys. Hell yeah. Or award for outstanding editing long form. So that one goes to the NFL network and the Ravens for the gift of GABA, but I'm including that in Jeremy and, and Mo. And then they won outstanding short feature. Which is it goes to ESPN, but it's it's again I'm considering it Jeremy and Mo and Sanzi and everyone for the 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 short features that were that were done on Mo. Again, I know they, they were tonight at like eight thirty. So the fact that I think they were only nominated for two and they won both of them is pretty is pretty sick. So again, that's why I had to I had to call an audible and and could not put Jeremy and Mo for the uh, their their two sports Emmys. And that's that's pretty sick. That's very cool. Both were amazing pieces. Yeah, they're awesome. If you haven't seen them, you should go back and watch them. Thanks. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Maryland baseball. I think they had a great season. They had a great run. Did I take them last week? I think I did, actually. Take them again? Whatever. No, I'm taking them again. They had a, they, I mean, they had a great weekend, too. Um, obviously, they didn't advance. Um, kind of ran out of steam Home team, you know, against a home team there at ECU. But uh, – Nothing to hang their hats about, uh, hang their heads about. I think they, um, they kind of have, I gotta say, rebounded, but like they had a little bit of a lull. They didn't quite launch off of those two supers appearances a few years ago, and they kind of, kind of have, you know, reloaded. And I think that they're back in a place where um, they're going to continue to contend for Big Ten championships and. Uh, NCAA tournament appearances. So I'm excited about that. I think college baseball, uh, that's, I mean, can I change my pick mid pick here? I'm just, I just want to take college baseball as a whole. Take it. College baseball. Is that, that was going to be your pick, wasn't it? No. No. But well, I, it was going to be honorable mention. Take yeah, it. Yeah. College baseball as a whole. It's awesome. Um, mini go off king about ESPN changing their channel from the bases load channel to horrible the squeeze play channel. I mean, that squeeze play channel stinks. Bases, load bases loaded was, name. they had the perfect, they name. had the perfect name for the channel. If you didn't know, it's just basically red zone for college baseball. It's just an onslaught of games. And the thing about the thing about uh, the NCAA baseball tournament versus the NCAA basketball tournament is like, yeah, there's games on all the time, but there is like, a game and then the next day and then the next day. And sometimes there's two games played in the same place on the same day within the same bracket. So like there's more baseball than there is basketball in that opening weekend. There's just more ongoing and um, it's more, uh, it's not like time slotted so much like the NCAA basketball tournament is. So you get more action stacked on top of each other than baseball. So it's for, just for three days, you're pretty much had baseball on from noon to midnight. Non-stop. essentially yeah. it's just on forever because you have west coast games you have yeah. 
the the issue. It is every year everybody does this where they jump onto the college baseball train and they see it happens with softball too, honestly. Um, because these sports are both awesome in the postseason and the stakes are so high. The one part about the crazy about baseball is you have games going on with varying stakes. You have elimination games, you have you have winners bracket games, and all of these things are piecing together throughout the countries, and you have great stories and you have you have all these things that, that, that go on. And softball is really the same way. Like softball world series has been great. You know, all the stuff with James Madison and all those different things. So that's a great pick. Yeah. Shout out to Maryland baseball. If you have time and want to watch a great end of the season speech, go watch my guy, Rob Vaughn, head coach of Maryland baseball speech to the boys. Uh, it's on the Terps baseball Twitter page. Awesome. Rob's an awesome guy. And that entire staff deserves all the success they had this season and that they will continue to have because they're going to have that thing rolling. My uh, pick is the Rockwell in fells uh went there saturday night it was one of the places we talked about during the pandemic that we just the rockwell's back hoped wouldn't go away and if you've never been to the rockwell it is an absolute party i love the rockwell it was great to be there again um just playing jams standing on the wall just watching the scene sweating our faces off just absolutely <laughs> sweating our faces off i was gonna say there? i couldn't imagine it's how high thousand, it's a thousand degrees in there um Tremendous, yeah. just worth it, and just one of those places that you know, you know, we talk about bars and all over the city and in Ocean City, and and everyone has their establishments that they go to throughout the country. There just can there just aren't a lot of places like the Rockwell anywhere, and so if you've never gone, and, make sure to go because it's really cool. I'm very surprised there aren't more places like it, especially for like people in our demographic, because. I mean, again, you talk about songs that like just get you being like, "I'm I'm ready to go." It's any song they play. At the when Rockwell. Sugar We're Going Down plays at the Rockwell, oh. it is one of the all-time scenes. It's something. It's something I'll just never forget. Or like, or a Blink One Eighty Two song. It's just, it's mm-hmm. just, and they they incorporate like a ton of different. It's just, my God, when they get the live drums going, my oh my, is it it is is it loud in there? But yeah, Rockwell had had to be the pick. Anybody have any honorable mentions? Uh, I, I have – well, if you if you want to go. No, no, I'm good. So, also, so I guess they won three sports Emmys. Outstanding short feature, award for outstanding editing long form, and award for outstanding – long. Or, it, they got the award for outstanding editing for long form, and then they won long feature too, which is pretty sick. So, again, shout out to them. Um, My other one is Tim Robinson. I think you should leave. Uh, yeah, you were all over this today. Ooh that they're coming out with the second season. It, again, if you haven't seen this, this sketch comedy show, it's the, it's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Every sketch is absolutely hilarious. It's, um, it's funny. It's I not love that it. Funny. I, I think it is. I think it is that funny and more. It almost, like it, it teeters on the edge of trying to be too weird. No, wow. see, I don't know. I'm a little controversy here. Yeah. Have you seen it, Taylor? I have not seen it, which I'm sure right. shocked. It's a quick sure. three-hour watch if you're – Yeah, well, well, hold on real quick. How's that? How's your wire going? Oh, yeah. my gosh. I haven't, I haven't started it. Yeah, I haven't started it. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, between the rock – going to the Rockwell and the Rockwell recovery. Week one of you right disappointing time. the listeners and us. Yep. yep. So, yep. so we'll push I'm sure we'll, I'm sure. Week. I'm sure I'm sure we'll continue. Um, and then you, can, you got time in the bungalow now. Yeah, you got a couple. True, more. true. Couple time, of, yeah. time will be having the bungalow. That's fair. It's fair. You're recording live um, in the bungalow next week. <laughs> my other, my other uh, honorable mention is um, Julio Jones. 
Who? Who? Second and a fourth, and the Titans get a pick back. Oh. I mean, I mean. Okay. Shout out Arthur Smith for being on the Titans, being the Titans offensive coordinator last year, going to the Falcons and then just trading him back for the exact same thing that the uh, Falcons traded for Hayden Hurst. So, yep. Any comments, questions, concerns? In all seriousness, I mean, what a pickup for them. Um, I So, again, inv- again, very serious, <laughs> just not rubbing this in or anything. I don't understand how more teams were not willing to do a two and a four. I mean, is, it, get I get the contract him. stuff and, and his age, but, I mean, if I'm the Packers, you know, only one ball. I think you do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> there's only one ball. Yeah, there's only one ball. But Ryan Tannehill, I mean, what, I mean, talk about this guy's just hitting the lottery every year. Just getting new, new emerging weapons. I mean, it's – and, again, it, it's, it's a shame that, that the Ravens and Titans don't play this year because this would have been the year – like, this matchup would have been very fun to watch. Like, uh, uh, Marlon Humphrey and A.J. Brown, and then Marcus Peters and Julio Jones, or switch them up however you want. That would have been very, very exciting. But, yeah, shout out. Uh, Julio is going to be my um, – he was going to be my my Nick Kenner medley man of the week before the, 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 the most stuff popped up. But And shout out PFT for the thick Kenner medley talking about Luca because it's just such a funny nickname. I love it. Okay. Um, uh, my, go ahead. I'm taking taking Yuka Sasso for winning the U.S. Mm. Women's Open. Yeah, that was exciting. Uh, I thought that was a tremendous tournament. Uh, her swing is freaking amazing. All like, time level, like Roy McIlroy. She's 19. All time collapsed by Lexi Thompson. It was yeah. tough to watch. It was, was very tough to watch. Tough to watch. Yeah, Yuka Sasso was incredible. I watched a lot of that final round. Yeah, no, I mean that golf course looked amazing. Um, yep. You've got some similarities to Harding Park, where the PGA was last year, and uh, Torrey Pines, which uh, the U.S. Open will be at next week, the men's U.S. Open. So uh, look out for some content regarding that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have some things going there. Um, I'm going to take Kevin Herter as one of my honorable mentions. Continues to play well in the NBA playoffs. Former Maryland player. Um, that is really great to see. Um, and uh, he's going to get paid. So happy for him um, um give it yeah, another one ahead. no go ahead uh my windshield for just dominating cicadas mm. it is yeah. a bloodbath it's a bloodbath dude 70 295 beltway what have you i mean they killing everybody out here i i picked up i i was already out of windshield wiper fluid and i went to the gas station i always go to to get some and the guy like i put it on the the counter and the guy looked at me and like shook his head and was like we can't keep this shit in stock. Like it is. <laughs> he was like, people are just coming in like they're beanie babies in the nineties. Like you got put, any boxes back there? We need it. Put that in the notes for, for 2038 stock up on windshield wiper fluid, invest in, in big wiper fluid and make a killing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also it's not even doing a thing on the, like, no, no, uh, I'm, guts I'm wiping my windshield on there, baby. And I'm even using the squeeze. Like I, I would love a squeegee boy to stop me right now. You, th- and you clean think those off guys are thriving this summer? Probably, right? I don't. Are they in the city? Are are the cicadas like that bad in the city? They're. I don't have a street. Uh, uh, a tree on my street. They're out there. One flew into my house the other day. Dude, I. What? It's, I mean, it is. I got. Scenes. I got hit. In the I opened my door today. and the thing was zooming in like it knew I was going to open it. It was crazy. I. I 
I got hit in the chest. You got a I lot of time to think today. for 17 years. Diamond Ridge golf course, like fifth, fifth tee box, 11 tee box. You can't hear yourself think. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Skaters are stealing the show. They're, they're the ones singing the song sh- of the summer. That's a, I've seen that. There was like a cicada and it had the parental advisory thing and it was like song of the summer. Fifth tee box is the, is the par three down the hill? Yeah. Oh man, that's definitely cicada season on that. Yeah. <laughs> did you oh, yeah, did you end up wow. taking a mulligan? A monster tree. With that one? So that yeah, eleven tee weeks ago, eleven tee boxes after the par three on the yeah, that's yeah. wow. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I want to say it was it was thirteen at Diamond Ridge. I was on my downswing and right at contact, this the cicada flew directly into my ear, and like I I can't really say whether or not it affected my shot, but I hit the shot a little bit fat and it came up like 15 yards short of the green. So I'm going to go with it. I didn't take the mulligan go though, because um, the handicap police would have been on my ass. Mm, yeah. You can't have that. I don't know. I can't think that's, that. yeah, I think that's a legit police. excuse. I think it's a legit. Well, you don't know the handicap police. Yeah. You don't want to know the handicap You don't want to know the handicap Be police. thankful you don't know the handicap police. Sure. Trying to make me make statements. Is, is he? Ago. Is that um, fraud is he the lafraud guy or no no no, no. <laughs> those are two like different people either. policing right, two different like things <laughs> policing two very different things but both very very vigilant policemen they're very, very um i have two more quick ones uh pll was back this week i love pro lacrosse shout out to the pll uh watched a lot of that whip stakes still clearly the best team the whip terps um and now my 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 last one I just I just legitimately forgot I, I talk, oh the pandas pandas kickball can we can we Volo City's best Thursday night two handed kickball team we're trying to win a championship Volo City calls the games last week and the range just stops come on Volo City teams were playing through the torrential downpour yeah. playing through the torrential downpour to have a shot at the pandas and as I'm sure the the, the Golden Knights must have just scored as you oh know. yeah the baseball bat. Uh, I'm now behind you, by the way. And they cancel kickball. So now we're trying to play kickball this week. It's supposed to thunderstorm again on Thursday. A lot of the Panthers are at a wedding next week. Come on, Volo. Let's can we find an indoor can we find an indoor facility? Something's gotta happen. I'll try to get Cold Field House. Um good thought. Yeah. Like that. Or what is it? Jones Hill? Jones Jones Hill uh, House. Jones Hill House. Excuse me. Yes, Jones Hill House. Yes, yes, yes. Overall building is Coldfield House. The football facility is yes, it's Jones Hill House. Hey, is there is there good, anyone good that job by you checking Coldfield? me about my own employer? That was is good. there I, any is there anyone that we could check in with? Maybe Keith or, or Sean or someone to get us a tour of the the uh, you know just the an exit fifty two exclusive of the building. Talk to we talk to Michael Oxley. See what he see what he's got going. Yeah, on. let's do it with Mike. Yeah. Okay, that's a beautiful building. That is a beautiful building. Honorable mention Keith Snedden. Honorable mention Keith Snedden, our our pal. Member of the Maryland staff, host of Hear the Turtle, Maryland official podcast for Maryland Athletics with moi. Uh, completed a marathon. Did it for a good cause, raised some money. Um, and he said in our uh, in a meeting today that if you run a marathon, your legs hurt. So pretty astute <laughs> analysis there. Um, wow. and, uh, four, sub four hours. Sub four hours. Is so he, he going to bumper sticker? Is he gonna twenty? He's not. A, he's not a twenty-six point two bumper sticker guy. No, he's not. Twenty-six point two. Yeah, I wouldn't he's put not, it past him. He's not that. I. I would be. I would be stunned. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, and with that, with the Keith Sned marathon talk, uh, that is it for this week's episode of the X Fifty Two podcast. Um, if our guest was on, 
thanks to our guests for coming on. If he wasn't, eh, maybe we'll see him next week. Uh, make sure to follow the boys on uh, social media. You can follow uh, RDT at E-D-I-T-T-I 22 on Twitter. You can follow Banks at Barcelona Banks. You can follow myself at TaylorSmite 10. You can follow the podcast at Exit52Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. Make sure to give us a like, rating, and review. Tell your friends about the podcast. We're rolling towards football season here, when I, which I think, you know, is obviously our, our big season. And uh, it's going to be fun to start to preview that as we get closer. Uh, thanks to our friends at Fed Thrill. Once again, Exit52 is the promo code. Get 20% off at Fed Thrill. And as always, thanks to the fine folks at Jimmy Seafood. We will see you next time on the Exit52 podcast.